0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News. Okay, from Taylor Swift to Finance Minister uh, Pascal Donahue. Morning Minister. Shane, good morning. I'm not quite sure what I did to
1: deserve that introduction. (laughs)
0: Um, Listen, I won't ask you about Taylor Swift's new album. I will ask you, though, just just before we get to the finance bill, uh, about what's happening in the UK. Now, I know you can't say who you want to win, but we all know uh, in in the Irish government that you are praying for Rishi Sunak uh, to win the leadership race.
1: Shane, uh, as you uh, well know, that is really a matter for the Conservative MPs, Conservative members and for the British Government overall. Uh, What we want is somebody that we can uh, resume a close working relationship with. Obviously, we've had uh, very difficult issues in recent years due to Brexit. Uh, What is happening in the UK reminds me of the value of uh, who's in office, uh, the consequences of political decisions and at times the costs. And Mm. uh, the economic, the political stability of the UK really does matter to Ireland and we look forward to being able to engage with the new Prime Minister uh, when that person is elected.
0: Okay, uh, let's talk about your finance bill. I suppose the um, the, 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 the item getting the most uh, attention is the concrete levy bill. You've, you've made minor tweaks to it, uh, but you're still, it's an, it's an extraordinary thing to do at a time of inflation, at a time of uh, rising house prices. With this measure, you are adding to the price of houses, and for you know, for buttons in the overall scheme of things, in terms of the revenue you're raising.
1: So I think you just need to put it uh, the, the figures really in context. The measure that we are bringing forward could could add up to 0.2 to 0.35 percent of the cost of a new home, a new house. It could add up to 0.2 percent. The value of a new
0: apartment—that's what it could do. Yeah, that, that's, potentially, I, oh, that's potentially that's potentially fifteen hundred quid if, if a house is is uh, four hundred and fifty grand. That I mean, that's that's a considerable amount of money. Uh, and I accept fully, uh, Shane. With any tax measure that I make, there
1: are always risks and potential consequences. I am aware of that. But alongside the recognition of fifteen hundred euro being a lot of money to any household, to anybody looking to buy a home, two point seven billion euro is a huge amount of money for our state for our taxpayers and that 2.7 billion euro is the money that we do need to spend to help rebuild homes that are crumbling due to mica and amidst the different risks that you're correctly raising with me what i would argue is also huge risk is the idea that we can uh, pretend that we can commit spending billions of euro billions of euro taxpayers' money.
0: No, Minister, I'm sorry and to that, cut across that, you. And I'm and sorry, Minister. I, I, get, I get the... And you're absolutely right. And I think it's a brave point to make that, you know, there are consequences and we need, people need to see if we're spending money, how we raise it. But the problem with your argument is this is raising a minuscule amount of money. Like, it's all downside and the upside's tiny. 30 million euro is not a small amount of money per year. Uh, well, relative Euro, to, relative money, to the 2.4 billion, it, it, is, but it is small, Minister. That o-
1: over time, it can make a contribution to it. And I think one of our challenges is going to be is that we have many other decisions like this that are approaching. And uh, many other decisions in relation to other important work that we need to do. And what I don't want to do is indicate to the country that we can pay for this out of higher borrowing in the future, and that doesn't have risks. And what I certainly don't want to do is to commit to things that we're going to pay for out of corporate tax receipts in the future. Okay. Uh, because I okay. believe those courses of action have equally big risks, if not oh. bigger, for our country overall.
0: Mister, two quick things. We're, 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 we're um, uh, up against the clock a little bit, and, and they're important things, particularly for our listeners. The first one is uh, the first payments from the energy support scheme to business. Uh, some developments there. Tell us tell us what's happening.
1: Uh, So we launched yesterday the detail of the temporary business energy support scheme. This is a 1.2 billion euro plan to help businesses who are affected by the rising cost of energy. And it will make payments of up to 10,000 euro per premises available for businesses whose unit cost of energy has gone up by more than 50 percent versus the bill that they received in the same period a year ago. It's a really big intervention to help protect jobs at a time in which we'll see energy bills go up for
0: businesses in particular. Okay. Uh, obviously very important for business. Uh, I, and I, I read your comments that data centres can apply, but you also made the point that there's a cap of €10,000 so you don't think it is particularly relevant uh, to them. I was very interested, though, in your comments about, the, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you effectively said there's there's opposition members who want to chase data centres uh, out of Ireland and, and that's a quick journey to chasing jobs out as well. Are are You're accusing those TDs of making Ireland a cold place for business. They could turn around and say those data centres are in danger of making Ireland a cold place full stop. 28% of all demand by 2038 is going to be data centres.
1: And we need to take uh, measures which we are taking to increase our energy capacity across the coming years And that is just one of the many reasons why we're now purchasing additional uh, energy capacity for Ireland for peak periods in 2023 and 2024. But I said yesterday, and I'll emphasise it again, uh, that data centres are not just about the data. What they are associated with is very large employers who employ a huge number of people in Ireland and invest phenomenal amounts of money in our economy and in our country's future and those data centres, the impact that it has on our energy sector is of course worthy of legitimate debate and discussion. But alongside that is the need to recognise that the companies that have them employ directly and indirectly tens of thousands of people in our country and that has to feature in the debate that is now unfolding.
0: Do you worry about, finally, do you worry about the nature of debate? Do you think it is sending a signal out to international business that um, maybe we don't want you in Ireland?
1: Uh, I do worry uh, about uh, the tone uh, that is developing uh, in relation to data centres, for example. And I absolutely worry about the tone that Sinn Féin have uh, towards employment and towards investment in our country. Uh, But all that being said, if you look at where we stand uh, at the moment and as a government and as an economy, uh, we are in a position uh, where we can still attract and retain large amounts of investment and keep jobs in Ireland. But when I see debates unfold in relation to data centres, and I'd make the same point about the debate we've had in relation to landlords in recent years, we do have to recognise there are trade offs and consequences. And those who say they don't want data centres in Ireland, that they don't want new data centres in Ireland, have to square up to what that could mean to jobs
0: as well. Finance Minister Pascal Dunhu, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning.